0: Hello, James here, and welcome to The James Cast and another edition of everyone's favorite DIY show with Colin Thomas, the We Will Fix It show. Of course, I'm hanging out too, and what are we talking about this week? i got to tell you, it's a little disgusting. We're going to be talking about how to keep your plumbing sorted. Not that kind of plumbing. We're talking sinks and toilets and stuff. Uh, we're gonna dig right into the nasty, and even uh, get Colin's thoughts on some of the non-so toxic ways of clearing out your drain. That and much more, all coming up right here on the James Cast. You want to find out more about what we do? Hey, you know what? You can also head over to PodHolics with a K dot That's uh, where all these shows also exist in in a slightly different format. But you're gonna love it. But right here, it's James Cast. So let's go.
1: yeah okay well that's more prep than i normally do so on that basis and and of course you know we'll shoot from the hip and see where we go so the false economies on last week was really true to true to form oh why don't we can do it on it's fine yeah i've got it we'll do um preventative maintenance versus um reactive let's do one on that because that's a really good one at this time of year to talk about
2: okay and, yep. and do do we want to throw that in right at the start? Yeah, maybe? good idea. Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. We can do it straight
2: off the bat. Yeah, okay. Well, let's uh, let's get going. Cool. And, uh, see where it all takes us, because I know you're a busy man as well.
1: <laughs> so I'm trying not to be busy today. Anybody who comes into my office is going to get vitriol. It's one of those days. <laughs> you're going to be brave if you're coming in.
2: All right. Okay. One of those. Yeah, okay. Well, I'm taking this off too, because it's killing me. All right, here we go. All right, here we go. Colin Thomas is here from We Will Fix It and Essential Maintenance Dubai for the We Will Fix It podcast. (laughs) You gave me grief last week. With this intro, yeah, so, well, it
1: was because you kind of gave essential maintenance as the afterthought, <laughs> and instead, seriously, have you done a gym round before you came in? That yeah, was a I heck
2: mean, of a start, wasn't that nice? How am I supposed to live up to that? Uh, uh, coming to you from the P- Rove Hotel downtown Dubai podcast studios, we are going to solve all of your problems. It's that simple. I'm uh, point final. All your problems solved by calling. apart from marital. <laughs> can't do those hey you know what i think you've got enough experience oh i've done every problem yeah it's just i've never found a solution that's the issue one of those huh oh man you know podcasts that people won't forget that's what i like to call these they certainly won't
1: forget it it'll be the stuff of nightmares for most people won't it we do provide those no problem
2: well we're going to start off with our the segment that everyone knows and loves and here it is
0: this is 10 minutes with With Colin. colin
2: oh yeah
1: hey that sounds totally <laughs> different on the headphones than it did on my phone before oh it's got that extra depth at the end you know you're telling me how you would add that bit on the end yeah it's not got nice that to, in stereo isn't my that not, God, i know and it goes works. from ear to year as yeah. you're- <laughs> right for those of you that are listening in the car rewind, turn it up loud and yeah. see whether or not you can get it reverberate around the car. That's yeah. quite
2: some... Thank you, James. Well, you know what? It's, it's the least we can do because...
1: Well, Glenn's was so good that <laughs> on that basis, I kind of... There was a bit of a protest going
2: on last week, wasn't there? Yeah. 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 yeah.
1: Well, no, you've upped your game and I appreciate it. That was quite
2: something. Well, we've got a great, great... 10 minutes today yes yeah, see this
1: is a really interesting one it's something that we come up against quite a lot which is um the concept of preventative maintenance versus reactive now huge that's a huge one yeah it is but the, when you break it down it's actually quite simple which is it's the same with your car as it is with your ac or or again with your water heater, th- things like that where the, but you have somebody in who's doing other work and say yeah. oh by the way okay yeah. by the way I can see that there is rust around the rim of your um, water heater, and on that basis, soon that is going to fail, okay? I can hear that the outdoor fan motor on your AC is squealing really badly, and the kind of shaft is moving a little bit, so it's not dead now, but it will. It will die. Okay, now we do this a lot because we want people to be able to plan their finances so that they're able to put it in before disaster hits because reactive maintenance is your worst nightmare. It is boiling your ACs just failed, you have no choice but to get that fixed one way or the other. So you don't get to plan your finances. You have an uncomfortable situation, which in this instance is a hot home. In other instances, the worst one of all for me is the water heater one, because what has just happened in the reactive scenario is you've got water that's come through your ceiling. So not only do you have the cost of fixing that water heater, but on top of that, you've got to fix the ceiling that it's just gone through. And that Doubles, triples the cost that you would have had otherwise. So we spend a lot of time, and it's now a requirement of all of our technicians that whenever they have something that is preventative that they spot, it's written on the invoice so that they, uh, we make customers aware, and they c- they have that conversation with them. Say, look, this is what we've got. We also like to try and take pictures as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. So that way people can understand a little bit more. In fact, we're doing a whole project on understanding your ACs at the moment. With oh, an that's amazing incredible. Amazing bit of animation that um, we've got an animator in to actually work on all of that, and it's been a long-ranging project. But we think that knowledge about your home is really worthwhile. It's part of the reason why we're doing this podcast, um, which is we want people to understand a little bit more. They don't need to be AC engineers, but a little bit more about their properties so that they know what is a benefit and what they should expect from a contractor that comes in so we basically do this uh, do this quite a lot the other ones that are the classics uh, and the really expensive ones unfortunately are compressors ah. now with a compressor if you have got to the failure stage it has been showing telltales for quite a while nine times out of ten yes. most of the time it is very very clear what it will do first of all is it will show high amperes when we are checking and amperes are basically how much current it's taking to operate So a little bit like uh, me today, feeling a little bit kind of down and lethargic. So it's taking a little bit more effort than normal to be able to walk up the stairs and all that kind of stuff. So in, um, in the AC perspective, it's taking more power than normal to provide the amount of cooling that you would like. So if we, with our clamp meter, basically put that on, and, and we check that as standard. So how much? Um, oh, I how always wondered what those
2: clamp meters did. Yeah. You know, what was being looked at? Because I see them get put on. And I always go, ah, I wonder what they're really doing.
1: Yeah. So basically, they're used for uh, a number of different things. But in this instance, we know for each AC how much power it should be taking if everything was OK. On top of that, our guys actually just listen to the ACs. If you imagine our boys are working all day every day on this kind of thing, and they know from the sound of it whether or not that compressor's got something that doesn't sound normal or not. So what we can do is say to people, look, I know at the moment you haven't got any indication that there is a problem coming, but we know there is. And the next question is, how long have I got? Well, this is a little bit like that that awful big C diagnosis where uh, uh, there's a big range there. It could be it could be months, it could be years, but you need to be aware of where we are. And often, depending on that noise, we we can tally it down. So, well, you know what, this isn't absolutely now, it's going to go imminently. Or you've probably got three months to six months on this, so you can plan for that as a cost. And for me, that is kind of critical. If we're going to be a reputable company, as we always have aimed to be, it's important that we are very very open with people about those problems that they've got on their roof right. and also give them the chance to be able to decide oh, look I don't want to do this now or I want to have the conversation with my landlord who's notoriously bad at getting back to me yeah. so thank you for just giving us the, uh, the the heads up that this is coming and it's critical for us that we're not looking to push additional work on people we are all about letting them know so they can make that decision themselves and that empowerment really is a, is a really key element of, of how we, we want them business to run it's really critical for us there we go
2: and that's what we call
0: this is 10 minutes with with colin Colin. i love it
2: you're right that boom (laughs) at the
1: end really does make it doesn't it i love the boom it feels a bit sonic doesn't it
2: sonic boom yeah 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 oh i like
1: that (laughs) I wonder if you did that loud enough whether we could knock out a few windows.
2: I, I'm sure it could really shake things. <laughs>
1: yeah. Was that just a, is that some, do you get the details on what that boom was from or they just give uh, you uh, boom 23?
2: No, no. That is a uh, laser boom from a movie. Get it. Uh, so like, like a Star Wars kind of laser. Nice. Boom. Yeah. It works. Yeah. It definitely works. So I, the place I, I highly recommend people go to look for sound effects is something called Soundly. And soundly, soundly, L-E-Y, yeah, sound, oh, okay. soundly, yeah. and uh, uh, S-O-U-N-D-L-Y, actually, oh, L-Y, oh. and it's uh, a group out of the Netherlands, and you can buy a membership, a monthly or yearly, and it's countable at any time. There's a free option that you can use some of their stuff, Great. and they create sounds, and they got people who go out and collect sounds, and yeah. and you can use them, and there's and, and it's everything, you know, you're. So in that whole intro, there is a person using a saw, someone sanding, and also there is, a, uh, I think, a, an electric drill. Wow. And the, and the little bed part. It's a little quieter. And that's what's uh, underneath me talking. Oh,
1: that's great. Hey, listen, I had a DIY week this
2: week. <laughs> oh, 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 this is good. <laughs> yes. So when we moved in and we had the
1: crazy dog that basically wanted to eat through anything electric, including most of the, um, the swim pool
2: bits and the, um, yeah. and the pump. Well, oh, you didn't tell me about that.
1: Oh, yeah, no, no, He's, he
2: loves cable, bless him. So so the swimming pool electrics wasn't in a little cabin. Oh, yeah, it's in or, a cabin. But he got into the cabin.
1: Well, no, the cabin doesn't have a door, no. which doesn't help, but it's sunken. <laughs> so it's like, it's, it's actually quite a way down. It's about four foot the oh, drop. Really? Yeah, yeah. So what, he, he got in? He can get in, but he can't get out. Right. So oh, he, he, actually, I think he could get out, but he realized that I was nearby. So instead of being bothered to jump out, he called me. And at which point I was like, oh, my God, has he killed himself? So um, so basically, we, we got this um, uh, aluminium fence put in. Yeah,
2: how'd uh, that go? Um, that's it, great. No yeah. snags? No, it, it, no it, snags at all. It was great. It was really, really good. This is the Jamera Carpentry guys who were doing that? No, the...
1: they didn't actually, because these guys oh. are
2: wood. Right, and um, that's what, because I, I remember you were talking about them doing
1: something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I've got, I've got Jamera Carpentry working on more stuff now, but um, that one we did aluminium, which we did through a new contractor that came through oh. another contractor that I've got, oh. and they were, they were good. Okay. And, um, you know, pretty cost-effective, but the nice thing about aluminium is, is that you literally, you
2: fit it That's and you it. leave it. That's it done. What's the finishing on this one? It's not going to pull off. straight,
1: no, no, straight white powder coating. Okay. Um, good. So it'll last forever. Absolutely nice. fine. But the original one, which is um, almost like a, a section behind, which then does do the swimming pool as well. Has been irritating me since oh we no. moved in because it was just so poorly made, and um, a lot of the the planks had fallen so off. So it's all wood. They, it's a yeah, wooden yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah.
2: But so cost effective, could look really good when they first put it in, depending on what they coated it with. Very little, but takes a lot of maintenance. These things, yes. and we're in a warm and chilly environment with chilly meaning it can go down to what nine yeah. eight seven goes up to 50 something in the summer don't forget the humidity Yeah, so you need to have good seal good paint you need to watch out for bugs yes and you need to be using good wood in the first oh, place yeah,
1: and yeah. this wasn't I mean, uh, a lot of the planks are banana and, and uh, oh it's just a mess and the door actually half the door physically fell off one of, the, um, one of the support struts had, had gone in its entirety. So I finally decided this week that that would be a job to do. It's not, it's not a safety thing as such yeah. because we've already got the other, the other yeah. fences in front of it. But it just got on my nerves. And I decided that It's actually, interesting.
2: I want to interrupt you for a second. Yeah. It's interesting that, isn't it? When we look at different DIY projects and things that you can just let go. Like you said, it's behind another fence. I'm not going to see it. I'm yeah. going to see it. You're going to see it. And it just sits there and you know, it's there yeah. and the brother-in-law is going to go look behind the fence. and goes, Oh, Colin, what's going on with this? No, bless him. He's, <laughs> he's, he's too nice. He should be a little bit harsher <laughs> like
1: that. But, but he'll just go on face value and go, nice <laughs> fence. I mean, the first one, and ignore yeah. it. But um, no, so that was the requirement. But then I suddenly decided, well, actually, you know what? I'm going to repair it using all the bits that I've already got. Oh. And also, when we did the fence, we also decided to do a new gas cupboard as well.
2: So you know, you know what is going to be said by good old Dustin Chernowski over there at EnviroServe? Oh, uh, Reuse, uh, recycle... Yes and um, reuse, recycle, and what's the third? What's the Repurpose. Third Repurpose, it? there we go.
1: Yeah, well, that was purely accidental. Oh, it, was just, okay. it was laziness more than anything. And also, because at the same time as we did the fence, we did an aluminium gas cupboard as well. Okay. So the original gas cupboard was in better condition and um, basically was just there as um, as firewood. So I thought, oh. like, I can use this. I can use mm-hmm. the bits out of this to, to make it happen. So and was read, it an aha moment when you were looking
2: at all the junk going, hey, I can
1: do this yeah but you know I much prefer to kind of muddle my way through I don't, I don't tend to plan something like that I okay. just want to roll with it and see where we go yeah. but um, I managed to find all my screws that were still packed away I haven't got them all out yet yeah. from the boxes from moving so, at that point, when I realized that I had in the region of 1500 suitable screws, I'm like, right, okay, I'm going to do this properly. So, I set to work just trying to get it structurally sound, first of all, which is that first step. So, um, I, and again, it's not aesthetic, it's not yeah. really there for that purpose. But I, uh, I so I, got, I redid the vertical strut that, uh, that had gone and uh, kind of braced that so that was nice and strong got the hinges um, up and working with a bit of WD-40, and then um, went my way through the planks. But the planks were in such a state; I mean, literally, they'd been, um, they'd been put on with two little pin, um, oh, no. pin heads each. Oh, no. It's just rubbish. So once I saw a few of these, I was like, oh, God, they're all going to be like this. So I just screwed the whole thing. Screwed the whole thing back together, and um, and it's worked really well. It's great. I've still got a tiny little bit more to do, and then I've got the preservative. I just need to get yeah. a coat a
2: preservative. Did but, you have to? Did you have to strip any of that wood, or was it, it just no, a e- now? It's
1: like all all of the preservative that was previously on it. It was has <laughs> <It's> gone, just <laughs> gone. And when you put a dark stain on it, anyway, when you've got something that you can tell is porous, yeah. If you if you've got a dark stain to hand, it's
2: a good cheat aid because you won't see anything behind it. See, that's that's a great tip. Yeah. Because people often, say, oh, I've got to clear this all off and. You know, if if the old stain is kind of gone, put something really dark on it, it'll cover the mistakes. Yeah, it will. And again, you know, I I don't generally like
1: that aesthetic of uh, the really dark stains. Um But on this one it's perfect for it, so it'll nice. need but it'll need a couple of coats because it's just so dry yeah um but anyway, so that's that's gone really well. I've really enjoyed uh really nice. enjoyed that and you know, and th-
2: that's th- there's there's two things there right a, you're in this industry hmm. so you well, occasionally you do get your hands dirty very rarely right <laughs> but and I think this is that very rarely is the thing that's going on today everywhere is that you've got a handful of handy people. Yes. Like your dad who who are out there and they're doing stuff. And then you've got the rest of us who could do these things, but maybe don't do these things. And as a bit of therapy, just an opportunity to get out there and kind of, Get your mind off things. Do you know that's
1: a really good point. Therapy, yeah, it was. It was very therapeutic, and uh, I decided I wanted to go old school as well. So <laughs> oh, old school, yeah. Well, I just I got the handsaw. You know, wow. some, some of the planks needed chopping down, so I was like, oh, you know what, I'm going to eyeball this. I'm going to use old screws just to mark the uh, yeah. mark the lines and just cut to it, and just go with it. And it was really enjoyable. So um, it, it's been it's been great. And that handsaw I haven't used in years. <laughs> you know, I've got, I've got a chop saw. Why would I yeah, use yeah. A handsaw? Yeah. It's, um it just it was that kind of rustic effect that I thought, you know what, well, let's just hand saw it. Nice. And um, and it was great. So it made really good progress on that. Natalie was just gobsmacked that I was out there doing it. She really didn't think
2: it was gonna happen.
1: And um <laughs> and we've we've had a good week of progress. So um, you know So how
2: far I mean you you said you had about forty percent of the projects left to yes. do. Where are you at this week? Uh
1: I think we are probably we've probably got Right, at least 75% of it done now or Ordered and ready to go. Wow. So we've done the pergola is ordered. Oh, nice. That gets installed in about a week's time. and so happy with that. Got, this is the aluminum one, right? Yeah, yeah. But it's got these mental, massive aerofoils now on the roof. Oh, nice. And yeah, and they, they would actually create lift, which is quite entertaining. Um, but there, uh, so we've got those. It turns out that the angle is kind of important. They're like, oh, yes, sir, we, <laughs> we, we, we operate at a 35 degree angle. I'm like, okay, then fine. If you say 35, I'll go with that. But it's lovely to be now... Even though it's all getting powder coated, yeah. you know, choose your color. It wasn't a question of take white or not, yeah. or white or beige. No, we we we've got to choose all the way through. Wow, um, and you know, it's a, it's a it's a custom build and it's coming. Here's an interesting tip for you: if you are doing pergolas, the variation in terms of pergola pricing. I got four contractors that were all recommended to me because I actually don't have somebody really in okay. this kind of area, and the difference in price was between 30,000 and 86 between those really? four suppliers. Yeah. Wow. Because I'd asked and I'd given them a prescriptive uh, design in terms of what I was looking for, but I didn't actually specify how many, how much tech I wanted in it. Yeah. So two of the people came back with integrated LED systems, the very phones, so all these phones would move in different directions yeah. I wanted them to go. And then I thought, You know what? We're in the sand here. There's no way those mechs are going to be working (laughs) in even a year. So that's insane. So if you cost reduce to actually what's the essence of what I want to do here? And the essence of what I wanted to do was a cool looking, um, a cool looking pergola that is going to do the job across a bar, which is that focal point, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. And um, and that's exactly what we've gone for. And a specialist, which is the other thing that we really want. So we we got down to the two companies that were very similar in price. Uh-huh. Um, and one, actually, one was the people who did the fence for us.
2: Okay, yeah. But it was
1: quite clear they were not the specialists.
2: Ah, uh, okay. And then the other company. What, what was the give? I mean, this is always a uh, something I'm curious about as you're giving the specs to someone how did you realize they're not the specialists
1: come with samples show me demonstrations of what you've already done and give me the locations of where they are Uh, okay and they didn't have any and no they didn't they had lots of reference pictures uh, but there wasn't work that they'd done and the other guys came back with do you want 20 or 40? <laughs>
2: and then they came
1: with sample pieces, not, oh, just, not really? just the standard square yeah. pillars that you'd expect everybody to have. But they're like, oh, well, and here's four different aerofoil shapes. Or oh, you can go with bars as well. Here's, here's some that we've done previously. Here's a mock up that we've created for you of what we can actually uh, do at wow. your bars. I'm like, ah, okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. You know, all right, yeah, this yeah. is a no brainer. These are the guys. Yeah, yeah. And then obviously you then go and go right and boom, I'm going to knock you down a little bit more on price because you've you've come in and quite clearly got some really good margin on that. Yeah and um and away we went 14 days and um and it will be ready installed in a day
2: wow yeah because most of it's pre-constructed okay On, so they uh, just bring off-site. they do it all back at the shop yeah, and, yeah. and test it out and make sure that the seams are good take yes. it apart bring it back yeah yeah. so that's good and then
1: uh, oh here is a great recommendation as well oh i love this so a, a good value lighting company right oh, man. it's a real issue in dubai because yeah, you, yeah. you get the two ends of the scale you get dragon Mart. yes which is, can be extremely dangerous if you don't know what you're looking for. <laughs> Some stuff is okay, yeah, yeah. but you need to know what you're looking at without a doubt, uh, which, you know, if we're honest, the majority of people don't. The other option is going high-end, the uh, you know, place like hood lighting and all this kind of thing. We're going to spend thousands on single items without a doubt. So my brother-in-law, actually, um, when he was doing all of his garden, um, came across this company called Lumo. And I started.
2: I've heard heard of that company.
1: Yeah, lumo.ae, l-u-m-o.ae. And I started off very negatively as I always do, (laughs) going, oh, it's another Dragon Mart special. L you want to be really careful here. And it's like, oh, well, they left me these two uh, these two fixtures. Can you have a look at it and see what you think? Anyway. So I pick up these two light fixtures. I'm like, okay, so first of all, they're properly sealed. So it was IPC. Everything, including the stuff out at Dragon has IP rating, which is an, uh, a basic uh, level of um, how waterproof they are or yeah. how suitable they are for an environment. Kind of one of the highest levels, which means that you can go underwater, is IP68. Okay. Well, All that stuff is IP68.
2: That's what some of our phones we see are like IP6. Yeah.
1: Yeah, okay. yeah. So that means splash-proof, basically, yeah. if,
2: you're, if you're looking at it in the right place.
1: So... Um, so basically, Yell's fittings, and then I'm, I'm looking on the back, and I'm, I'm looking at the, uh, the seal they've got for um, the electric cable, all the things that normally, if you were yeah. check public, you would give them two that look very similar. You go, they're identical. Well, actually, no, they're really not. And seeing how um, the glanding had been done, which is the seal to stop water being able to get around uh-huh. the uh, cable, it was just immaculate. Anyway, that was two years ago, roughly, when they fitted that. They haven't had one failure. Everything's been utterly wow. great in the whole garden, and that's with gardeners and whatever yeah, yeah. Else going that's going on that's with heat that's oh, yeah, you yeah. Know, you've gone into the, the humidity the wow yeah yeah so I then installed I started with a little, little bit of Lumo um, which uh, was some insets that I did in the uh, just outside the front door on the kind of walkway that we've got uh-huh. there when we redid that and they've been just stunning absolutely lovely so Mr. Lumo and Mia came over to see me last night and we walked around the whole garden and I'm sure I'll probably end up spending a fortune but his unitary price is great value wow. so um, hopefully and I've got I didn't realize I just <laughs> How much I've got in terms of lightings <laughs> to do. And all of the um all of the backbones already been done by my boys when they had a free day. So we're 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 literally ready to go, which is great. So hopefully we'll get through some options and quotes today.
2: But yeah, lumo.a, great company to work with. Oh wow, there we go. I'm yeah. looking forward to uh checking those guys out because lighting is huge. And like you said, you don't realize much lighting you actually have most yeah, of the time. It, it, it's that. And also what it creates, it yeah. is the
1: perfect way of creating ambience. Yeah. You know, see the one thing that drives me at the wall is when I'm walking with a dog at nighttime and um, you know what, you can't you can't fail but a quick look in somebody's back garden. Yeah. You? Yeah. And there, high up, normally on the balcony above, there is one halogen spotlight, <laughs> like five hundred watt. And basically, the whole garden has been bleached out by it, along with their neighbors, four deep in both directions. Yeah. I'm like, you know, I know it was cheap, but come on, seriously? It's not found on your neighbours as a first start. And it's not found on any guest that's going to get blinded if they go into your garden at night. Yeah, and it that's not what it's about. It's about creating little pockets and highlight like what you've spent all your money on, yeah. with for your plants or you know your uh, the bar area and whatever. It, mm-hmm. It's all about what, what it is that you. want. I think people forget whatever. about that. I think yeah. they
2: just they just start looking utility and just say you know I just need something lit up.
1: Yes. But it's how you light it that's the real key, mm-hmm. and making sure and safety, which is another thing I keep banging uh-huh. on about. But again, um, I went back. Actually, another thing I've done this week, I, told uh-huh, you, I forgot. Uh-huh. My brother-in-law, his tenant, moved out after yeah, four yeah. We, years. Yeah, yeah. We talked
2: about that, and we went. You, we did that whole bot. That was the bodge thing last. last oh, blimey, Of
1: course, d- I forgot. It's been yeah. over a week. Well, again, that bodge, the garden was the real state yeah. Yeah.
2: for and, me. And you had the gardener who was part of the bodge of and course. and knew so I've much about it, about it, and that's why you were telling me that. So what? What? what what happened
1: yeah well he's got again He's he's got a decent electrician in and I was saying to him look don't bother with the gardener don't get him to remove anything cause yeah. It's 10 minutes to undo what he's done and now he's literally going to go with just a safe a simple ring so we talk about okay. you know lighting an area you yeah. want to light an area cheap don't go for a floodlight just go if, even if you're a small garden Couple of lights, couple of lights wall mounted will work really well yeah. for you. Or again, you want something that's a little bit more focused, you can use um, both an up lighter and a down lighter combined fitting. Uh-huh. So that way you've got you've got that um, uh, that all ready to go. And you only need a couple, it's not expensive to do. And you can do that and create some really lovely light effect. That's mm, great. There we go. So yeah.
2: we're, we're on the ball here. This is great. Well,
1: the thing is, you see, you sent through to me. Exactly what we needed for today, which was drain sinks, plugs, seals, chemicals, and pests, right? Somehow or other on my phone, (laughs) I've lost it. And at the moment, I'm blaming everything on the new iOS 14 update, which is a disaster. Did Did you update last night? No, I updated about um, three days ago, and everything's gone wrong since then. I've got only half of my messenger messages
2: coming anymore. This is a um, real challenge. As soon as you do updates, in some cases, it just, you know, when the apps then have to re-optimize for your phone, you kind of lose stuff occasionally.
1: Yeah, but I do think that or other, I deleted yours rather than IRS. I'm still going to blame them. You know, I'm going to blame them, but I do think this one might be me. So, literally, in terms of unpreparedness, I am right up there. But but we want to. There's so, nothing here I can't talk
2: about, really. So well, I, I'll let's shoot from the hip, and you tell me where you want to go. Well, let's first hit the one that people deal with all the time: plugged toilets. See, this is interesting. When somebody tells, uh, asks me, "So, what do you do for a living?" I
1: love delivering the actually I unblock toilets just to see the look on their face. But we do, we we do a a huge amount of it. Now there are loads of different things
2: that people and products that are available for this. And And I think that's always the, you know, one of the first steps, right? There's two things people do. They got the plunger or they're looking in that toilet bowl and they're going, it's a disaster in there. And they go and buy something off the shelf at, you know, the grocery store. Yes. And they start pouring it in, hoping that it's going to do the job. Yeah. See, for me, all of these solutions
1: have, if you combine them all together, you've got like a 15% chance of this actually
2: working. (laughs) Well, there was one site I went to and I was looking at this, the the family handyman, and they have some non-invasive or non-chemical techniques. And I started reading these and I just went, I'm not sure if any of these are going to work. I particularly like the hot water vinegar mixture
1: (laughs) with baking soda to create a volcano mix that's really special
2: james that's really special so i was reading that and then i'm just thinking okay my kids have been in there they've used two rolls of toilet paper for whatever they've done there's whatever they've done in there covered with the toilet paper now it's flooding over and i'm going to pour hot water vinegar and baking soda in that and it's going to volcano. I just went, oh, this is a disaster. Awesome. <laughs> what a great <laughs> idea that was. Right.
1: Now, the issue that I have generally with all of these is they're only ever focused on the organic matter. Let's yeah. leave it as organic matter. Yeah. Okay. Now, the reality of a toilet block is it's very, very, very rare that it's organic matter that has caused that blockage. Okay. Mm. If it has, congratulations. You've really done it this time. <laughs> However, more, much more likely is toilet paper if yeah. you've got young children uh, it could be a doll it could be i mean the stuff that we've pulled out you would not want to know dolls balls trains cars Up, you name it anything that they just weren't in the mood yeah. for it will, yeah, will go down rid of there. this yeah so this is where we go with it which is almost always it is not organic and organic solutions are not going to work okay mm. a worst nightmare and where i get really um kind of upset if i'm honest is when a we are not told that they've used something that's caustic and we've had a couple of instances where we've had health and safety issues with our guys to such a degree now where our health and safety has had to change quite dramatically when dealing really? with toilets well because sure of mean,
2: the risk
1: of, of of something being
2: there you got me the bodger Who's now poured down some, you know, Mr. Muscle to try and get rid of the organics. I haven't told you about it because now I've been flushing, 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 trying to get water in. It's overflowed on the floor. I've cleaned it up. And then your guys come in. The caustic stuff is still buried down there somewhere, caught in an air bubble. They start doing their job and they could get injured.
1: And they have. We've, yeah. had, we've had an injury before now, and literally at that point, everything stopped, And we, we just had to revisit the whole process that we have. Yeah. You know, we now have uh, full face screens. In fact, now it's normal for COVID, but it, it's not something that, uh, that was normal for us yeah. to make sure that, that our health and safety is absolutely on point for doing this kind of work. But the actual reality of it is stay mechanical. I mean, literally the ah. rest of it is just a, a bit of a joke. And um, by staying mechanical, yes, start off by um, using just a plunger. A plunger is
2: a great start point, without a doubt. Now I, here's you need a, here's a here's an interesting one. plunger. This is an interesting one because I was looking at plungers, Yes, looking at a plumbing site, and there's a variety of different plungers not all plungers are good for toilets no you're right most of them
1: are too small (laughs) yeah they're for sinks yeah and also not flexible enough which is the other issue that you get so um when it comes to uh to plunging all that you're trying to do is to use the blockage itself to unblock itself so Ah, in out in out and that movement process the idea is it will streamline as part of that movement process and then flush it on through I don't think I've ever used anything other than a plunger in this uh, circumstance, but I've got one plunger that I've had for years. It wasn't even expensive. I think it's 20
2: dirhams. Yeah. that just does not fail. It's great. Is this one of those black ones with that tube on the bottom that you fold in? One of no, no. No,
1: this is, this is um, actually mine's a wooden handle yeah, yeah. with just a black, large okay, um, yeah. plunger. But again, normally they're very, very flat. Right. And if you imagine, if you're trying to move it down and up, then you're not actually moving much volume inside. So mine is quite a bell. That is the toilet plunger right there. That's the classic. But it's great on sinks as well, which actually is the majority of what we need to use it for. So you you plunge it, you plunge as you go. And you need to basically, it's a continuous process. So people think that at the moment, once you've plunged it and it's gone through, everything's okay. It definitely isn't, oh. because you may well have just moved it further down the pipe from where you are. So once you basically got to the stage where what you think was there has gone, flush. Okay. Once you flushed, it may well be that again, you, it appears like everything is okay. Plunge it again at that ah. point, because you've got, you've got a quantity of water that would be there if needs be yeah. um, to basically push, again, push by hydraulic action, whatever it is further down the pipe. Okay, Okay. so push that out again, flush again. If at that point it seems okay, I would probably stop. Next thing, conversation with your children. (laughs) (laughs) Right then, kids, there is no issue here. You can still play on Fortnite. However, what went down the toilet? Yeah.
2: Okay. Yeah, you need the honesty. You need to know. You need
1: the honesty and you need bribery in this circumstance. <laughs> Tell me the truth about what went down the toilet, Ruby, and you can have sweeties. Otherwise, no more sweeties for the day. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, Daddy, I'm really sorry, but Barbie wanted to swim. <laughs>
2: really, Ruby? Really? Okay. And, and those Barbies are big, too. So, yeah. You, now, what happens if it, 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 you know, you, it's gone down? You've got a fairly large pipe, but it gets caught because you've got hands, feet, yeah. Okay, so in that circumstance,
1: so we, you, you're basically going out of the DIY realm. Or, well, no, if you want to be involved, you can probably do it. So the way that we would go at that is we'd remove the toilet. So physically Whoa. take the toilet out itself. Yikes. And then with drain rods, we would put a corkscrew end on the end of the drain rods and then literally go in. When we fe- feel anything remotely solid, we twist. So to try and corkscrew it to catch it uh-huh. um, on that corkscrew itself. And then we pull. So take it back out the way that it's come, if we've got a blockage on that degree. Now, the issue with this is it takes a lot of time to get that toilet out and in. So both mm-hmm. directions as you're going to do, you're talking about an hour and a half. Wow. And then you've got, there's going to be a big cleanup because this is not a non-messy situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and as well as that like, the physical process it takes it because it is literally a, a trial and error scenario you you're like to have another hour and a half there so you're at three hours of labor, admittedly no parts generally speaking, but um, you know you're looking at three hours where, um, when it's there, and normally it makes total sense to fit a new toilet connector, which is only 50 on dirhams yeah. but, but no one wants to do that, that no no nobody <laughs> wants to do that but um it basically means that you know that you're not going to get a leakage on the bottom of the of the uh, of the bowl which is the standard failure point when I, you get that
2: bad i think anyone i know who's taken off their toilet and hasn't gone with the new connector has had that problem yeah, yes. give it a couple of weeks yeah and you got a leak no surprise whatsoever.
1: And again, the other classic is, then they, they, um, the contractor comes, he's got one size of toilet connector with him. There's three different oh, sizes of toilet no. connector. And if he uses the wrong one, you're stuffed. It will either, if it's an offset, so it's different levels of offset, you have straight, minor offset, major offset. Yeah. The more the offset, the more chance there would be naturally of it blocking anyway because it's trying to move in an S shape to get it into the into the uh, the waste hole. So in that situation you you want the minimum amount of offset and your toilet is very clear which one will actually work at the three. Mm. If you put the wrong one on there or you use too much of an offset, you've got more chance of it blocking uh, later on. Ah. If a toilet keeps blocking, there is something that is wrong with it. Which is either the normal one in Dubai is when they built the property and um, they put in the waste pipes, and then it's only once the waste pipes are in that they actually flow the floors right. from, for upstairs, especially, oh, okay. or downstairs as well, the main slabs. Um, if there is an overflow or they put too much concrete in, it will go in the pipe, at which point it's, A, it's rough, yeah. so things will snag on it as it goes, and secondly, it decreases the diameter of that pipe, right. which is a real pain in the neck. So. Those are toilets
2: for you. Now, you're, you're talking about using plungers on a sink. Yeah. I, I don't think I've ever used a plunger on the sink. Really? really? What do no. you use? I would just put some draino down it. <sighs> James, James, James. That's why I was very interested in this.
1: Again, you're talking about, I mean, it, for a drain, it almost always is organic, yeah. uh, which is an interesting one. So um, what Natalie will do, Natalie does similar to you. She just uses a straight bleach down it and a lot of bleach before bleach I get, I get the shock. Yeah, yeah. All you're doing is just just trying to uh, melt yeah. the organic okay. matter All in right. effect. But she has about a 30% success rate. <laughs> okay,
2: well, that's pretty so, good.
1: Yeah, she, she's usually proud of herself. I'm hugely <laughs> proud of what she's done too. So
2: then it it comes to me at that point. And again,
1: now I've got the health and safety problem. Well, now you've
2: got the issue because you know that she's put already a whole, you know, four liters of bleach down there.
1: I I can fix one of our sinks in about 30 seconds, no matter what the blockage is. It's fine, okay? Now, once she's done that, I'm at a minimum of fifteen minutes to get ready for the job right, oh, before yeah. I can even move on um, to to anything else. And what are we talking so, in sinks? Hair, a lot yeah, of it's hair. Always, it's hair, and then uh, like soap grime and all that yeah. kind of stuff. And when it, when it goes together, it's one big sloppy mess yeah. that not much can get past uh, without a doubt. Uh, you might have the odd. I mean, the the normal one, not normal. The, the difficult one is when you've got a ring that's gone in there. Huh. Now, assuming that you have a, uh, a, a proper sink setup, uh, you'll have a catch ball on the yeah, bottom. Yeah, where, they always uh, have the like U- a trap. Ring. They call that a trap, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But the problem with that is <laughs> here they have something called a magic hose. Okay. I've never, Magic magic. This holes. is the ultimate bodge, which <laughs> I absolutely, <laughs> utterly hate. What it basically is, is the, unders- uh, the top side of it connects directly onto the sink, uh, the um, plug hole itself, okay, the back okay. side of it. Yeah. And then it's a concertina pipe which then goes to, okay, okay. Uh, to the hole for uh, the exit, the waste um, yeah. pipe for, uh, for the sink itself. The problem that we have is the quality is so poor oh. that I haven't seen one that's lasted for six months. Okay. Okay? As well as that, you no longer have um, the, the trap in it to be able to get anything out of the, of ah, the, uh, the U. Ah, okay. So when it goes, it goes, and you're in deep, deep trouble at that point. But hmm. they are used frequently when they've made an error. That, ah, OK. That, that error is normally that the waste uh, exit is too high versus the sink, um, and then it is the ultimate bodge. Uh-huh. Gets me mad, that one. Yeah. Gets me mad. So um, when you're plunging, basically, you need to uh, make sure, if you are going to plunge a sink, you need to make sure that your seal
2: is really good between the waste itself and the wall. And that's, these are usually the brown-colored plungers as opposed to the black-colored plungers, I've learned. Yeah, or you can have you can have actually red ones. Yeah.
1: There are some that use air jets as well, but I'm not oh, a fan I've of those. Seen that. Never oh, seen yeah, one yeah. Of those. It's like um, so it's literally a plunger that goes yeah, yeah. air plunger that goes down. Sounds like it um, sounds like it would work really well. Yeah, it's just control more than anything. Okay. I actually like using the liquid to move it up and down to kind uh-huh. of push it as I go, um, and I, I get a real technique going. So what I like to do is <laughs> I like to
2: see that video for me.
1: <laughs> for me, <laughs> I I get the water flowing, so I want the uh, the sink itself to be a minimum of half full. Okay, okay? towels around because it is going to splash without a doubt, okay. and then um, I will literally slide so that I've got water, solid water inside the plunger itself, uh-huh. not not. Eh huh? and then I will start that motion going I can get like five plunges normally before it becomes air in there and then I need to refill and start again okay and then Uh, that's the key key
2: move refill and start again once you get air in it
1: yeah yeah but this is literally I'm I'm doing the whole thing in 15 seconds flat so then you literally you plop and you know when it's gone it's really obvious when it's gone lift up lift up the plunger let it refill the um, uh, the the waste again down to the blockage and then across you go again because you again you want to keep water and that whole process works mm-hmm. a lot better than eggs. it can't be compressed. Yeah. So therefore, you then go through it, boom, done.
2: Job's a good one. So how, how, do we, how do we do maintenance on our sinks so that we don't get that happening? Your sink and your tub, yep. those are all the drains that tend to block up. It's
1: all down to the, so the speed of exit is the big thing. It can obviously, fast water can carry more with it. Yeah. So the floor drains are the real key. Uh, without a ah. doubt. So on the floor drain, you will have the uh, the entry points, if you imagine, yeah. that come yeah. from each of the locations. So whether that be a uh, day, shower, sink, bath, will all go into that floor drain, yeah. uh, in effect. Um, obviously, the sewage system is totally sealed and separate, um, just so that we're clear. So from there, in effect, um, you you will get, some certain buildup in that central uh, the central area and there's a great normally to carry a lot of that keeping that clean so that you've got that fast flow of water will really help uh, as a standard thing and normally actually before you start on a, uh, on a sink you would go down there and clean it as well uh. I strongly recommend heavy duty gloves if you're going to do that because there's nothing nice that has ever come out of one of those oh. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just to be honest that's yeah. how it works
2: heavy duty gloves put your mask on put, yeah. yeah, just yeah, think strong gag reflexes well, oh, really oh yeah those in oh, yeah every, nobody's yeah, yeah, <laughs> we don't even need to you, say anymore if you've just been sick in your car, oh, <laughs> I'm sorry, <laughs> <laughs> not really <laughs> Oh, okay. Well, th- this is good. Hey, yeah. we're, we're making great progress here. Yeah. Well, considering we're shooting from the hip,
1: I've got a clue what we're talking about today. <laughs> enzymic <laughs> drain cleaner. Oh no, no. What don't you, do, what do it. you make of that? Come on, these are the. Uh, this is this is this this is coming from Bob Vila. Okay, so again, this is enzymic, so it's only going to work yeah. on organic stuff, right? And even then, with the organic stuff, it, it needs to get to it first of all. Which, uh. if you've got a blockage. And we used to have this brilliant advert on British TV that it used to show, and again, I think that was for, uh, I can't remember which strain and blocker that was for. But basically, it may well have been dry now, actually. Um, it showed it sinking through yeah. the water yeah, yeah. and through it. Yeah. It's still in an aqueous solution. So as it is going through that, it is still getting um, diluted as it yeah. goes. So I'm just not a fan. I mean, if they work, you were the lucky one. It's just I, not, not the
2: way. If you read the back label of most of these things, they also say beware of the fumes Lovely. That, that come off these things because there, there's pretty serious serious generation of yeah gas and so stuff the good news is we have unblocked your sink the bad uh, news is you no longer have a child yeah oh, wonderful it's, and there's uh you know there's always the skeleton hand the caustic measure on them saying yeah. that beware of touching this stuff because it'll just eat through your skin oh it sounds like great great yeah, equipment it's, doesn't it just
1: <laughs> what you need
2: yeah they sell it at the grocery store you know and, and then you've always yeah. got someone who's gonna try and you know hack it so that they can make it a little bit stronger oh. <laughs> <laughs> come
1: on people and and this was the one that always worries me
2: this is one that always worries me and i guess this is one that we hear a lot about with poison control and stuff yeah is all these these things that are so dangerous are all just underneath the sink yeah it's crazy isn't it it's almost darwinian they're not usually locked up either and it's you know you got little kids and stuff and they go under the sink it's like oh what do we got here yeah you got just a treasure trove of poison Utterly crazy, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. But, um,
1: you know, it's, it's one of those things. And again, if you stay mechanical, you, you just haven't got the, the chance that that's going to be your issue. So, uh, and, yeah. and it's more effective. So yeah.
2: why would you look at anything else? I'm, I'm confused by that. What, really. And what have you got to lose? Just give it a try. Just make sure you got a decent plunger and give it a go.
1: Yes. Now, there is that, that um, the, especially the male of the species, that just <laughs> feels he needs additional equipment yeah. in this situation one thing that is kind of useful is the flexible wire which has the corkscrew on the end which is generally designed for sinks rather than yeah. anything else usually a, they used to call those a snake right uh, snake your drain oh i guess they do i, I haven't really thought about that because I, I, I don't really use them because again your chances are still only like 50 50 but actually solving your problem but if you feel that you need a kitchen snake you can try that by all means if uh. it makes you happy I'm not sure you're going to get down below um, kind of the, uh, the, main, the main kind of sink waste level by the very design of it. Um, however, if it's somewhere that's very close to the plug hole, then
2: yes, that should. I, sometimes I've found with my own sink, the problem is the, the trap that's underneath. And it's, you know, it's just this plastic pipe that comes yeah. into this plastic well yes. that you can unscrew. And sometimes Ooh. when I've got my sink doesn't seem to be flowing, I unscrew that thing and all the junk that's in there. Yes. Pour it out. It all works well again.
1: Yeah, yeah. it can be that easy, you know. Uh, And again, actually, if we're talking about waste, we should talk about supply and sand filters. Oh yeah. The number of times my boys turn up to a job and um, oh, my tap's dead. Have you sorted the fans? Uh, Looked at the uh, the sand filters. Oh yes, yes, my maid's done that. And we get there, (sighs) she really hasn't so i'm so sorry that we've been called out to you for a five minute job but while we're here we'll do all the others for you and um away we go half an hour's work and um and everything is right as rain again but that's a a big one those sand
2: filters yeah yeah let unscrew it give it a little tap Yes. I'm always surprised at the the junk I find in those sand filters because uh, it's more than sand.
1: Oh, absolutely! But again, if you're if you're not regularly cleaning your water tank, which we've talked yeah. about many times yeah. before, then you are. That where do you think that's going to go? It yeah. is going to go to the tap. Let's hope your sand filter catches it. Yeah. Um, because if not, um, that may,
2: has the potential to be ingested one way or the other. Well, and then I always think about the folks who just get rid of those sand filters because they ah, it just it's just obstructing the flow. It's like, are you nuts? <laughs> <laughs> as Colin holds his head.
1: <laughs> uh, it is. It's basically, it's, the, it's the Darwin's theory, isn't it? Of people yeah. taking themselves out of the genetic pool one way or oh, the other. It's so, so obvious to do.
2: The, the last thing I, I want to touch on really quickly, and it was kind of interesting because I was thinking of Ace, yes. Ace Hardware, yeah. or Home Hardware, or, you know, Home Depot or whatever. And, and just thinking again about that re around a sink or a tub or, yes. or, or things. And, it was interesting because I was watching some conversations about hand squeeze technique, so using a tube where you kind of squeeze it out by hand. These are a lot of this was coming from Lepage I'm rolling my eyes. Versus using a caulking gun, and I thought, huh, huh. You thought, this is really obvious, which (laughs) Muppet
1: would actually use the hand-sending? That's what you were thinking. Well, so I
2: I did think that, and then I went to the hardware store, and I went to the little, uh, you know, knock-it box around my house. Yes. Just curious if they sold the stuff, Mm. which they do. (laughs) And I said to the guy, I said, so what do you think? Hand-squeeze stuff? Because it works. Yes, technically, it is silicon. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, however, um, so is a big tub, which has got silicon <laughs> written on the side of it. And it's about as much use for corkiness. Oh, man. Yeah, no, what you're looking for is a constant size bead uh, that yeah. is as consistent as possible. So traditionally, if you were – I mean, there are people out there, and um, you know, we've got the odd one at the company that is that good that they can literally just lay a bead, and it is done and
2: but it's an art it's an art making an art. sure that you've cut the the, the spout at the right yes, angle exactly. and that you've got the right pressure and that you know the yeah it's a right, true art. the
1: right height as well yeah, so yeah. you don't have too little yeah. or too much it's a real <laughs> skill but what, what we want is, I want precision on every single job. So actually, my boys will happily tape it. They'll tape both sides of it so that you get an absolutely perfect seal on it. Nice. And then once they've done the uh, the initial uh, run with a cork gun, obviously, and again, important that the silicon is quality.
2: Yeah. And co- I, I didn't realize there's so many different varieties of the stuff.
1: Yeah. And what it all boils down to is, if you buy really cheap silicon, it will shrink. And the shrinkage will know, be so yeah. dramatic yeah. that it just won't stay within a week of where you've put it it will not be there anymore no seal so therefore i mean we stick with american which is just really really good quality um stuff and it's not that much more expensive we're talking 20 dirhams um uh per cartridge rather than like 10 dirhams It's, it's not dramatic um and then and then basically we'll we'll run that along and tend to run it really fine you do not generally want a large amount that's there and then literally finger and a piece of paper Right yeah. right the way down, finger, finger, and then
2: so the, clean it off as you go. Yeah, The number of times I see people do the finger, then go back with the finger again and back no, with the no, finger no, no, again. No, 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 It's important. It's a one, it's a one time without that.
1: And make sure you're wiping your finger really regularly. Yeah. And so you don't actually want to overdo it. You need a lot less than you would imagine yeah. when you're just trying to create that little neat seal. Now, at that point, then where the skill comes is to work out, okay, what point do I actually rip off the tech that's already there? Yes. Because you can't do it when it's totally solid, because if you do that, then it will rip into it
2: without a doubt. And you
1: can't do it when it's totally wet, because (laughs) at that point, it will
2: stick to it. You'll end up with bits everywhere. Sounds like the three little bears and the porridge.
1: Yeah, yeah, but it works. It works. Yeah, when it's not too hot or too cold, <laughs> then Just, yeah, just and right. the boys rip it off. Yeah. Um, and can how oh, yeah, long does it usually take? I mean, are the guys, oh, are the guys, still guys there? can do that in an hour. Okay. So take out, take out all the old stuff, put the new stuff in, and then get the removal. Put the
2: tape on, then yeah. let it dry a little bit, then just as okay. they're getting ready to, to get in the truck it's and like get a out of there. Just
1: past tack. Um. So when you get okay. that initial tack, you need a little bit more, a little longer, literally another ten minutes or so. Boom! Off it comes.
2: You know, again, something we can pretty much do ourselves, home DIY, but like so many things, the more skill you have, the more you've done it, as you've just said with your guys who, who do this quite a bit, yes, the easier it is. And when you think of your home job, me doing it myself, how many times do you do that? Once, twice.
1: Yeah, there's every one of the
2: critical thing. If you remember, in
1: back in the days when we, you and I were on Dubai Eye together, yes. um, Kevin came in
2: for yes. an episode. Oh, I, I, you know what? I, I hear that in my head every time I get into my tub.
1: Well, his, yeah, exactly, which is, and he told us, and I didn't know at the time, and it's yeah. genius, which is when you are caulking your tub, it needs to be full of water. Yeah. For the simple reason that the weight of you being <laughs> in it normally... Plus a bit of water as well means that the water just being in the tub is kind of that midpoint in yeah. terms of weight. Yes, so that you have the minimum amount of flex in both directions, um, whether it's either unloaded entirely or fully loaded. Yeah, which is just genius. I never thought about this. No, at I all. hadn't thought about it until that day. But that is the way to do it, chaps and ladies.
2: They were very simple. Hey, you yeah. know what? I think we're going to wrap our podcast for cool. today. It's been a lot of fun. We got a lot of information. You know what? We're going to have to strip it all out and just create some little bite-sized pieces. Okay. Yeah, That sounds like a plan. <laughs> well, there we go. It's been fun. The We Will Fix It Essential Maintenance podcast coming to you from the Rolf Hotel downtown Dubai. Colin Thomas, James Pikeaway. We'll do it all again really soon. If you want to get in touch with us, podaholics with a K at gmail.com. Find us on the socials, Podaholics with a K. And you know what? I got to put this one up on YouTube. (laughs) I think we'll we'll strip out the bits, put up three or four of them on YouTube and we'll be done with it. It's going to be great. Sounds like a pun, Colin, thank you very much.